0: In 2008, I wrote a book called Survive or Die. It was about when it hits the fan, will you play it cool or will you get blown away? See, I have the personal philosophy that if you don't want to be eaten alive, then you just refuse to walk through the jungle looking like food. See, This is the time when knowing how to survive apart from civilization is crucial. Don't think you need survival skills just because you live in a large metropolitan area? Well, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. See, surviving and the ability to survive is not just about being lost in the mountains or the jungle or stranded at sea. With the way the world is going, if a huge disaster night kind of hit your city, could you or would you survive? Would your family survive? Would you survive? You need to ask yourself this. What would you do if you were alone in the wild? What if you were alone in the wild and you were responsible for the lives of your families? If it was in your own hands, what would you do? How would you deal with it? Getting stranded in the wilderness and in the city can both be dangerous when you take into account all of the factors that stand against you, like wild animals or possibility of attack, lack of shelter, poisonous plants, little or no food or water and supplies. The fact is being prepared is the only way to assure that if you find yourself stranded in the wilderness, you can get through it until help finds you or you find your way to safety. Without training and basic skills for surviving, your chances of living through a disaster or being lost in the wilderness are slight or slim to none. And so I wrote this book so you could prepare yourself and your family and your mind for extreme survival for when the, basically, shit hits the fan. I redid the book, Survive or Die, in 2013 and retitled it, came back out, Commanders, How to Cut Off Your Arm and Eat Your Dog, plus other recipes for survival. Because just like anything in life, even surviving, being tough, is a, a recipe. You might not have been exposed to it directly, but you can learn from others who have been there. And that's why I put together this book to teach you how to survive, But when publishing the book, I realized it's very hard to get everything down into a book. This book has almost 700 pages. I have to print it in incredibly small type just to fit it all in. So for years, I've thought about how can I make the most impact on helping people survive? And now as we get here into 2022, we now soberly know that our government well our government can contribute to our demise. They can push us over the edge. They can push society over the edge. And it seems like we're all just in for a wild ride going to hell in a handbasket. And this is why I have decided to do for you the Survive the Crap podcast. You probably listen to me. You know I do the program Cut the Crap, Culture, Race, and American Politics. That's the crap that is ruining our society. And as they do this, you have to know how to survive the crap. It's just that simple. You have to know how to survive the crap. But have you ever been in the scenario where you are forced to use your wits and or skills just to make sure you survive. Most of you know that I operate, I command a professional exploration team and have been all around this globe in some of the most dangerous and hostile environments. So I've decided to take what I have learned and my own recipes for survival and the recipes of others that have survived and bring to you a podcast that is not only about survival, but it's about prepping, family security, food security, and securing your liberty and freedom. I've come to realize many of us think our leaders are there to lead, when in reality, they're just taking care of themselves. And when you think about it, they're not the leaders, we're the leaders, they're supposed to be doing what we want them to do by majority, but they're doing what they think best. So they're, in many times, just unilaterally making decisions for all of us that unfortunately hurt the majority of us. So what I'm doing with this program is I am releasing a podcast where I'm literally just going to barrage you with everything I've ever learned over decades and decades and decades of survival, professional exploration, the quest for knowledge and truth, food prepping, gardening, and being self-sufficient. Most everything I am going to talk to you about, I have practiced and executed upon or helped others do. We're just at a unique time in history, and that unique time in history demands that we recover some of the lost talents that we have lost, that our grandparents knew and our great-grandparents knew, and their great-grandparents before them. See, I think we've gone back in time. We've devolved, not evolved. We're going backwards. We have lost the traits that keep us alive, that keep us functioning and healthy, and we've become dependent upon the system. And frankly, the system has let us down. Right now, we're facing food shortages and crises. At the very moment I'm recording this, there's a a baby formula shortage you can look at that two ways oh my god these babies aren't going to eat and then you can realize wait a minute baby formula has been around less far less a fraction of a time that mankind has been around and we've always survived this is where you have to learn not to depend on the system i think the system Gets us addicted to our foods. They pack in all kinds of junk that work on our minds and our bodies to make our minds and bodies crave it and consume more. And at the same time, it's hurting our health, not helping our health. You've noticed this. You've walked into stores, you've seen the grocery store shelves empty. Everybody's in this panic. And our world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. Our sons and grandsons now think they're women. Our daughters now think they're men. You're cherished in society if you're a girl and you cut off your breasts because you want to be a boy. That's what's valued, not the fact that you can grow a garden, take care of yourself and be self-sufficient. As I help you be the smartest patriot in the room, I want to help you be the smartest and freest person on your block or in your family or in your neighborhood. I want to help you become a role model of self-sufficiency. I want to help you have the peace of mind that comes with knowing you can take care of yourself. Now, granted, I just want to speak to you from the heart. I've lived a life that at times I was flying around in airplanes and helicopter back and forth to get to meetings and jets, nine full-time household help, thought it was great because I had a personal cook from Tuscany, thought it was great and thought freedom was, I could have anything I wanted at any time, just buy it, no big deal. Two things, that really wasn't security. And I certainly wasn't happy. When I look back over my life, yes, money's great. Money enables things. But the most satisfaction, freedom, and security came from being very realistic about who I am, what I am, and being able to take care of myself. At one time in my life, raising my children... The only thing I ever bought from a store was sugar, cream, and Starbucks coffee beans. There was a tremendous freedom in that. Now interestingly enough, I don't even use sugar and I don't use cream, but I still enjoy my coffee. You can set yourself free from a system that is designed to get you trapped in addiction. Addiction to things, addiction to credit, addiction to fast food, cheap food, canned foods, processed foods. We live in an addicted society. We started consuming fast foods and canned foods because we were told that was better and you got to make more time in your life. They helped us teach our kids that to have a fulfilled life, you have to be busy every moment of the day. From the time they get out of school to doing this activity to doing this activity, everybody did it, and you know what? We had no more time for our families, no more time for our children, no more time for sitting around talking about the things we should have talked about, like politics and religion, because we couldn't even sit down at the family table Society ripped us apart. This modern society has not made us better people. It has made us lesser people. We're a mere shadow of what our parents or even our grandparents were in their lifetime. My goal is to change that. I would like to set you free and give you more liberty and life by helping you set your own self free and do things for yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. Just like it's easier to bitch and moan than it is to do something about your station in life, it's easier to consume fast foods than it is to grow your own foods. But at the end of day, there is something about the peace from within that comes from you knowing you have yourself covered. You know, you pay for insurance, health insurance, only to have the system make you sick. It's a never-ending cycle. You pay for auto insurance in case something happens. But very few people do anything to ensure that they can take care of themselves and that they can survive the tough patches, the hiccups in human history that we're headed for. I've personally experienced civilization in a city, a town, falling down around me. That's why I wrote my original book. But my goal in this, is to bring to you non-stop stream of information that'll help you feed your brain, free your body and family, and liberate your soul from the crisis and hurt that is going on around us. Simply put, to help you survive the crap. At a time when it seems like our world is going to hell in a handbasket. This is a private podcast. There will be no commercials. There will be no production value. There will be no music. It will just be the two of us engaged in a lesson plan to help you get the information you need to feed your brain. Do not worry about how old you are. Remember, as long as you're green, you're growing. And if you think you're ripe, well, that's when you begin to rot. We have to continue learning. Maybe you don't do some of these things with your own two hands. Maybe you pass it to your children or grandchildren. But I want to reawaken the wisdom that's in our DNA. The ability that we have to survive. I want to open your eyes to some of the things I've learned. And believe me, I've been on each end of the spectrum from the welfare, housing unit, baby of an addicted prostitute to the highest ends of Dot com billionaires. I've been to hell and back and survived. I've been there where I thought I never would survive, but I did. And with it, I believe believe has come some really good peaceful wisdom. I know a few things about fulfillment. I know that being able to run out and drop a hundred grand on the brand new flashy sports car that I'm just going to drive on weekends may feel good for a moment, but it means nothing. I've been where I'm running around in a $5,000 suit, a $350 tie, and a $500 custom shirt. Oh, and by the way, could wear a new one every single day for many months on end, never wearing something twice. It did not make me any better. It did not fill any voids in my life. But I can tell you, just being able to nurture a tomato plant from seed, care for it, watch it grow, and then take that tomato and have a most wonderful, simple tomato and mayonnaise sandwich is a very soul-nourishing thing. And there are many more soul-nourishing things in a life lived like that than there ever will be in tremendous wealth. Tremendous wealth comes with tremendous problems, problems you could never imagine. Yes, money's nice, but with it comes so much liability, responsibility, and you become the target. You don't know who in your life is there because they truly cherish your friendship And being in a life with you versus what can you do for them in the way of connecting them or handing out dollars and so that's why I've done this podcast because it is about time we all learn to survive the crap I would like to read to you from my opening chapter in or Dive. Because in the book or Die, which of course I re-released as Commander's How to Cut Off Your Arm and Eat Your Dog, plus other recipes for survival, survive and die just didn't wake people up because nobody ever believes they're going to be in a survival situation or that they're going to die. Well, optimism's a good thing, but you also have to be a realist. I found telling stories of others or just my shock cover on my book of my dog, that's my dog. His name's Magyar. He's passed. <laughs> and putting that severed arm look in his mouth made people pay attention. I'd just like to read to you my opening chapter in that book Survive or Die. Harsh words, but they do go hand in hand. Most people, when they think of having to survive something, Normally think of being lost in the wilderness or marooned on an island, or say surviving a plane crash. Those are all very real situations. And in a time in history when people are trying hard to stay afloat and just survive from paycheck to paycheck, we really don't like to think about the harsher reality of survival. But think about it. If you did get lost in the wilderness or stranded on an island or survived a plane wreck and had to survive until rescue teams got there, would you survive? Have you ever been in a survival situation? Now, I'm not talking about surviving a jerk boss or your teenagers. I'm talking about a true survival situation. Would you? Could you make it? What exactly does survival mean to you? Do you have what it takes? Could you even keep your family alive in a crisis or a life or death situation? As humans, we hate being forced to think of these situations and that is exactly why we don't survive. We refuse to think of situations and what we would do. And therefore, we have no skills to survive when our very way of life depends on it. Let's face it, we love air conditioning, restaurant food, and our lattes. But if you had to kill for your food, would you? Most people today have no idea how to scrounge for food, much less the skills it takes to kill something and eat it. Why? We have become too passive, too sensitive, and as a result, we have dropped way, way down the food chain. This book, Die," Dies, named correctly, would you, your children, your spouse, your friends, your neighbors, or anyone you know survive when the chips are down? You think survival skills are only for those who put themselves in dangerous situations think again don't think the bottom could fall out in your very own neighborhood city or town think again you know as a professional explorer I've been in several survive or die situations sharks been there done that snow-packed avalanche been there too hanging on by a thread or better yet the root of a tree sticking out from a cliff whereby if it snapped, I would drop to a horrible rocky death. I've been there too. In fact, I slipped on a rock, lost my footing, and it was kind of like the silence of a 1920s movie. I just went right over the edge. My team did not even realize I went over the edge. Luckily, there was a fairly strong root sticking out from the cliff, and I was able to grab it, And there I was, doing a superhuman, one-armed dangle for my life. But I had an edge. Was it my strengths? Was it my skills? No, it was neither. It was one of my exploration companions, a family member. We call him Beast. But Beast, who helped me author this book, looks after me. See, he looked around and he saw me gone from the expedition line and was smart enough to respond and know I went over the edge. Now here I was, watching this route snap fiber by fiber under my weight. I could not yell. To do so would have made it snap. I only had time to assess the situation, look down and see I would not survive the fall and to look back up and see that Beast was there looking back at me. This was all in nanoseconds. There was no time to react. But it all went by as if watching a movie from the silent era. I was kind of watching it from above. I swear my soul left my body and I was watching this unfold. I wondered what they would tell my family. And then it happened the root actually snapped but as fast as the root snapped beast reached down grabbed me by my re- wrist and single-handedly pulled me back up over the edge this was truly something like out of a movie happening in real time right there Beast saved my life and this is when i gave beast his nickname of beast it takes a beast with superhuman reflexes and strength to pull something off like that. Now in a split second, I was back up on the cliff's edge. Everyone in the expedition with their eyes wide open and me and the Beast there huffing and puffing and then eventually smiling and laughing our asses off. See, that's all you could do. I do remember hugging and giving Beast a huge kiss and hugging him, by the way, we're family. And then all we could do is laugh And it was actually never mentioned again. That's the way it is when you're part of a team. The beast saved my butt. And if you read this book, this book may save your butt as well. Whether it's in the jungle, mountains, sea, Arctic, or desert, there is a formula for surviving in any situation. This book not only shares with you the skills you need to survive, but it also recounts the detail of other well-known survival stories that give you an analysis of why that person survived. And it is that detailed analysis of why people survived that allowed the beast to develop an amazing formula for survival. On our team, it's an acronym, we call it BRAIN, B-R-A-I-N. And you'll learn about it as you read on, and if you apply it, you can survive any situation. When one knows deep down they can tackle any situation and handle what life throws at them, then they can walk through life confident, and that confident kind of breeds a natural power. And who does not want natural power? The power to cope with change in all aspects of your life. Just knowing you can survive is empowering especially with the way the world is at this very moment in time. Now, a word of caution. Not the typical words like be careful or get good advice, get training, or tell friends where you're going when you venture out on expeditions, but a different word of caution. Being able to survive, as I said earlier, is not just for the mountains, seas, deserts, or rough terrain. It is for every Day life. Keep the following story in mind when you think about your survival. It was a spring day and I was speaking at a television conference in Los Angeles. At the time I split my time between homes in Dallas, Washington DC, and Los Angeles. I was looking forward to finishing my speech at a conference Wrapping up a few meetings and heading home to my place in the Hollywood Hills at Sunset in Doheny. Madonna lived below me. Sylvester Stone lived above me. The hills were full of stars and average Joes like me stupid enough to have <laughs> homes on a fault line. But this is not an earthquake survival story in L.A. That may be coming in the future, but this is a story of survival The speaking appearance was over and I just wrapped the meeting and we were all watching TV throughout the morning to follow the news. That day marked the end of the Rodney King trial and the verdict came down, not guilty for the arresting police officers. You could tell by the live news feeds rushing in that a large segment of the LA population was not in agreement with the verdict. I knew it was going to be bad. I knew all hell was going to break loose, and it did. I got in my car, and I sped from Santa Monica, the 20 miles over the surface street, to Beverly Hills. All that time, listening to the news reports. All hell was breaking loose, and I thought to myself, great. I'm here in a small sports car that is a convertible. Great, bullets can get to me right through the top. The traffic was starting to stall, and I was wishing I had my normal 4x4 SUV. So if I had to drive across Aaron Spelling's yard to get over the hilltop, I could. And I'm telling you the truth. I would have driven over Aaron Spelling's property to get to mine. See, I wish I had had a huge, powerful vehicle to plow my way home to safety so much for driving a porsche yes it could do 150 miles an hour but what good was that with no roads to escape on as all of la was going to hell in a handbasket i was speeding zigzagging and dodging traffic to get my little piece of safety under me i just wanted to get there i made it up the hill in record time threw the car into gear sprinted inside to turn on the television so i could see what i was hearing about on the radio the moment i turned on the television there was a news helicopter that was covering the goings-on in the street at that very moment i watched in horror as several youths dragged a man out of his truck in the middle of the road see he got caught on the road but luckily i made it off those very roads but he was not so lucky reginald denny the trucker had his head crushed with a brick, and the crowd just let him lay there. I could not believe what I was seeing. The world was not only going to hell in a handbasket, but everybody was going insane. It was going from bad to worse. My instincts took over. I needed supplies. I was not prepared since I'd just come in from the road and in L.A., there's no food in anybody's house, certainly not mine. Is there food in any L.A. house? Most people eat out. Anyway, I squilled out of the drive, headed down the hill to the Sunset Strip, passing Geffen Records and the Whiskey-A-Go-Go where the doors started, and most big acts got their break, and I could not believe my eyes. Every shop and store was either already boarded up or in the process of being boarded up. To my further disbelief, when I got to the nearest grocery store, there was nothing edible on the shelves, And I kid you not, there was nothing, not even junk food. I went to the next grocery store, nothing at all. All of LA was in a panic. Finally, after stopping at three convenience stores, I found one that had some supplies left, if you call them supplies. They had six YooHoo chocolate drinks and three pink ho hos. You know ho hos, the pink-colored coconut top chocolate cakes. And I think I actually found a half a bag of uh, pinto beans, and I had a handful of Mentos candies. Half a bag of pinto beans I had at the house, and Mentos candies I had in the car. What I did is those ho hos and those drinks, YooHoo's. I bought everything that was left in this asian store as the asian owner yelled at me you got to get home man when i got back to the hilltop and i turned on the tv i ran out to the back deck to take a look it was a scene out of a doomsday movie as far as i could look right towards santa monica down santa monica avenue all was on fire as far as i could look left back across LA, all was on fire. As far as I could see in either direction, the whole city was on fire. The rioting people were burning the city. I came back in and sure enough, the live TV feeds were showing people looting, fighting anyone with light skin and burning everything in sight. All there was to do for the rest of the evening was watch as the city of Los Angeles went up in flames. I wasn't even hungry. I ate none of the junk I bought. I was sick. Sick for mankind. Sick that this man-made disaster happened. All was not okay the next day or even the next. It went on and on. I could not even catch a flight out of the city. The rioters were now shooting at every incoming and departing LAX flight. Martial law went into effect, but it was not enough. This had to play itself out. The city was shut down. Yoo-hoo and ho-ho's are not my idea of survival food, right? Thank God for pinto beans, finally, a week later. It became calm enough for me to go to my home in Washington, D.C. L.A. changed in a day and the whole world watched. To be in the middle of it was bad enough. To be trapped without supplies was bad enough. But I can only imagine the people whose lives were really changed by it that day. Those who were beaten, attacked, or in the wrong place at the wrong time. Those who lost their livelihoods as their stores were looted and burned to the ground while they were helpless and ran for their lives. My life was changed too. I've always been able to survive and take care of myself in remote situations, but I had never thought of surviving as something you need to do to be prepared for at home. Folks, at home. When you think of those two words, at home, you are supposed to be safe and sound, not just trying to survive. The time may come when your home comes under attack, your city, your town may fall to attack or calamity. Would you survive? Could you survive? Now, I have in my home and autos a survive or die kit. It's all one needs in a situation just like the one I was in when in L.A. I will never be in that situation again. I learned that the hard way. You have a chance to learn it the easy way with great information. Read this book and then answer yourself truthfully whether or not you could survive or die. That was my opening chapter. If you look at the book, almost 700 pages, it's a tremendous amount to pack in to one book. But this is not to sell you a book. Granted, if you want to get the book find. this is to help you find freedom, safety, food safety, and liberty, and know you and your family are taken care of. And so I'm going to share with you in my special podcast now, survive the crap. What you need to do. Now I tell you many stories along the way about people who have survived. But I also think it's important in this to make sure that I teach you the formula survival. I help you understand things like the natural stress reactions or what do you need to do to get prepared to survive, how to plan, how to plan survival kits, things you never think about like basic survival medicine or medical emergencies. Could you save your life if there wasn't a hospital around? How do you deal with bone or joint injuries or bites or bee stings, wounds, environmental energies, shelters, water procurement, making fires? Do you know what it takes? Can you forage for food? Do you know what to put back just in case everything hits the fan? If it got even worse, do you know about things like traps or snares or killing devices or fishing devices? What do you even do if you can't cook conventionally? Do you know how to cook and store using non-conventional methods? What about plants to survive? Or poisonous plants or dangerous animals or weapons or tools of equipment? Can you even make weapons? Do you know what it takes to survive in a desert or a tropical area or cold uh, weather or even a sea survival? How about just dealing with river streams or rapids or finding your way home or signaling techniques or building a survival kit? Those are only just a few things you should know. I'm going to start out very gentle. I'm going to teach you the basics. Certain things you should have on hand. Certain things you need to prepare. The formulas for preparing these. And how you can always make sure you have your bases covered. It will always be in a three-part formula. I will give you a basic training part. I will give you a mediocre training part. And I will give you a harder training part. I will give you a dose of three each time we do this. But I am going to load you up. I chose audio. Because you can listen to audio at any time on your mobile device. Listening and repetition is what gets it in your head. It's not just about doing these things. It's about it becoming part of who you are. It's about changing your mindset. It's about thinking this way, becoming second nature. It's not about alarmism. This is not even fear porn. These are just things you should know. I guarantee you before 2020 and certainly now before 2022, you never really thought about these things. But right now you can walk into your local grocery store or even your Walmart or your hardware store and things are not on the shelf. I don't have to give you warning signs. You see them every day. I don't have to tell you that the government's not going to take care of you like you think they are, because now you know it. The hard part's over. I don't really have to convince you of anything. I'm just here to set you free with knowledge. I'm here to help you set yourself free. And I am here to make sure that you have a safe and free and secure life food supply, and security for you and your family. And it really isn't hard, it just takes some thought. It just takes a little practice. But this will be so regular and so consistent that it will become second nature to you. And you will never have to wonder if you and yours will survive when shit hits the fan. So I hope you join me on this fantastic learning, life-saving, liberty-making and freedom journey because we all need to know how to survive the crap.